I am entertained every time I watch that introduction. I had nothing to do with putting it together. Chris, our producer, put that together over the summer, beginning of summer. And every time I feel like I see something I haven't before. It's just, it's just funny. So if you've been watching the show, uh, you know, maybe you've seen uh, some of the episodes with some of those people that were part of the interviews uh, in that intro. Uh, some really good shows in there. Well, good afternoon. My name is Ben. Uh, Lancaster Connects is the show. Lancaster Connects is a show that highlights great things and great people uh, going on in Lancaster County. Uh, well, I should say great people doing great things in Lancaster County. So we highlight nonprofits and charitable organizations, um, organizations helping the city and the county. One of those we'll have on today. Um, and also small businesses that uh, make an impact in the community as well. As you can see, I'm flying solo today. Uh, Jeffrey and his wife, uh, Stephanie, I believe it's their anniversary this weekend or was this past weekend. And they're out of town uh, enjoying some time together. So I hope they're having a great time. I'm holding down the fort here uh, at Lancaster Connects. Of course, we are broadcasting live right now uh, in our studio here at Gardner's Mattress and More, the business that Jeff and I own together and have owned together for the last 13 years. Of course, Gardner's has been around since 1990 in Lancaster. And currently, we're right across the street from Park City Mall. So uh, the mall might be super, super busy uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we also have uh, uh, sales and things going on all the time. So uh, you're going over to the mall to do some holiday shopping, pop over here, see what we got available. Pillows and sheets actually do make great Christmas gifts. So if you got some hard to buy for people, pillows and sheets make uh, make a great gift there. So um, I wanted to highlight our sponsor uh, for December. Uh, we've started with sponsors in October. We had Whiff Roasters as a sponsor for October. We had Vance Coy, Bauer & Bash, our great jewelry store neighbors next door. Holiday gifts, right? Coffee, jewelry. This month's sponsor is Lancaster Gift Box. See their website, LancasterGiftBox.com. Also a great idea for last minute Christmas gifts. Like literally today, we are two weeks away from Christmas. So if you're like, you know, last minute shopper, you know, need some gifts for some hard to buy four people on your list, Lancaster Gift Box would be a great place to go. You can order online and they can ship to you. Um, now, of course, we are getting, you know, again, two weeks from Christmas. So um, I don't know if they can ship that quickly to you, but they do have a store downtown on the 300 block of uh, Queen Street, North Queen Street, right there in Lancaster. You see the address 317 North Queen Street. They have their gift boxes and other, plenty of other items available in their shop uh, on the 300 block of North Queen Street. So lots of great items. Uh, in fact, there on the screen is their Taste of Lancaster gift box. Everything that's in the gift box and the items they ha have for sale in their uh, in their showroom are locally sourced. So whether that's a food item or crafts or other uh, things, I mean, just look look at look at the things that are in these in these uh, gift boxes: ham and pretzels. I think you got stroopies in there, uh, some local cheese and and whatnot. So lots of good goodies in there. Um, I'll just read this. Uh, you know, they make it easy to share a luxurious taste of Lancaster County. Uh, with friends and clients nationwide. You see a picture of the Taste of Lancaster box right there. Uh, they have a commitment to supporting local food producers and makers, and they they curate signature gift boxes that capture the local flavors of Lancaster County. So, you know, if you're an, a resident of Lancaster County, you know, and you you want a taste of your uh, surrounding, 
you know, that's great. But, you know, these gifts make great for, you know, let's say you have somebody that likes to travel to Lancaster, you know, every once in a while, or, you know, you have family out of town or, or people that, you know, live a couple states away. Um, and they're curious about the, you know, the, the things going on in Lancaster, the, the taste of Lancaster. This would make a great gift, uh, to, to send to people that, that live, um, further away. And Lancaster Gift Box, they also specialize in corporate gifting. So if you're a corporation that needs to purchase gifts for, uh, people in your network, uh, they do, they make it really, really easy for corporate gifting. So visit them, Lancaster Gift Box. Um, also mentioned a contest we are giving away. They graciously donated, Lancaster Gift Box did a Taste of Lancaster gift box to us. A $66 value. Look, we're already up to 142 entries for this week or for this month's contest. Uh, we've got another week to go. We're going to announce a winner on next Monday's show. You got a lot of cool things in there. Like I mentioned, the pretzels, the, the stroopies, the, the honey mustard, the cheddar cheese, all local stuff in there. All you got to do is go to LancasterConnects.com slash contest, uh, subscribe to the email list. And then once you do that, name an email, then you'll have a few other ways to enter. You can subscribe to the podcast, um, audio podcast. You can like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. So super, super simple ways to enter four different ways. In fact, you could enter the contest. And uh, again, we're going to draw a winner next Monday. So thank you to Lancaster Gift Box for generously donating that gift and being our sponsor for December. All right. Business out of the way. Uh, our guest today is a friend from a long time ago, part of a marketing world that uh, we were part of and, and still kind of dabble in. Um, we met Danielle, oh, man, it's probably like 10 years ago now. And uh, Danielle had, wears two hats. Hello, Danielle. How are you? Hello. Danielle wears a couple of hats. She is first the executive director of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. And we're going to talk about all of the great things that the Historic Preservation Trust does. And she also has her own business with her husband, Jonathan, Kepperling Preservation Services. So, Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think it's, I think it might even be more than 10 years. It, so it might it's be. Been a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to connect with you again. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, cause preserving Lancaster is, um, I think really important. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've felt that way as well. I know there's, there's big pushes to preserve farmland. And, and of course, the buildings of Lancaster that have a ton of history. Um, but you know, first, before we get into kind of the things that you do, I want to know, are you, are you a Lancaster native yourself? I am not. My husband is. Okay. Um, so, so my, my, um, Lancaster connections and my dad's side of the family, or my, at least the Groshong, um, landed in Lancaster County in about 1750. And within a generation, they were in Missouri, and then they went west on the Oregon Trail. Um, so, so that's a, your we, family. Yes, that's my family. So they came so, to Lancaster and left within a generation. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but my um, my dad's brother, uh, my uncle Carl, uh, met a woman from Lancaster County when he was in um, when they were in college, and okay, uh, ended up moving here. And then my dad was working with him, so they we moved out. Okay, uh, here. So we moved in '89. Um, so okay. I was I um, so that was the summer I turned 11. And uh, so I've I've lived here most of my life, but I was I'm not I'm not according to you know the the Lancaster rules I'm not a native Lancastrian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you you uh, you kind of grew up in the um, 
preservation industry. I did. Is that is that correct? Like it, it was that a family is. business. Yeah. yeah. So it was a family business. My dad, um, when we moved here, he was doing modern construction, um, framing and and building cabinets and different things like that. So, but then he fell in love with the architecture and the and and started to work just exclusively on older buildings. And Saturday mornings and he, when he was going to work, I would go into the shop with him. You know, so I I did. I grew up. That was our dinner conversation. So I I I, I definitely come by it naturally. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, I, that, that was a question I wanted to ask you. Like, uh, so you're the executive director. We're going to find out all the cool things that the Historic Preservation uh, Trust of Lancaster does. But like, where did you get your passion for preserving buildings? And like, did it come from being part of the family business? I think that it did. I always loved history. Um, mm. And, but I, when I was in high school, this was not like the, this was not my dream. And, and talking to other preservationists, most people don't, you know, initially go into preservation as like the first thought that they have. Um, but well, same, I, same can be said with mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> mattresses are not like, you know, you go to school or your high school cows, whatever, and then you're like, I'm going to do mattresses. Like, you know, people don't do that. So. Right. <laughs> Probably, yeah, so the, you I, know, yeah. Like what everybody, you know, people go in different paths. So, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. They go do. Ahead. They I, do. I so, yeah. So, but, but I, so all through high school, I was going to, I, I, I was going to be a social worker. That's what I was going to do. Okay. And uh, my senior year, I had all my, I went, I graduated from Lancaster Catholic. So I had all of my credit, but my religion credit and my English credit. So and I had to fill up the rest of my day. So I spent the rest of my day in the whole entire social studies wing, like all day long. Like oh, wow. I, I took I took all the history classes that were electives that I could because that's what I enjoyed. Um, but then I ended up I like March of my senior year, my my parents were not real thrilled with me. I decided that I was gonna go to culinary school. Okay. And <laughs> so I I I did that. Um and I worked in a bakery for several years and then um my husband and I by then had gotten married and Jonathan was already working for my dad. He had started working for my dad a couple years before we got married. And um, he, and I, one day I was like, well, I'm working a small family business. I don't think there's really any room for me to, you know, go anywhere else. And my dad's Mm -hmm. like, I've been waiting for this moment. Come work for us. So I did pretty much as a glorified secretary. (laughs) And, and I, you know, I learned, I learned what I needed to about running the business and I went back to school and I did get, I did get a a master's degree in management. Um, but I, that's, that was, you know, I was, it was, you know, I started out in the family business at the bottom and, you know, learned, it was a lot of on the job training and then, you know, some, some schooling in business. So yeah, so this is cool. I think in my mind we were going to talk maybe about the preservation trust first, but uh, and then the family business second. But I like I like how we're going here. The I want to learn more about you know your involvement in the family business and and what they did because that I think fueled you know your your position as being executive director. So um, it did. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit more? Like talk about like you know the types of things that your your father. Uh, and and projects that that he did and 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 buildings that he might have preserved in Lancaster and and even beyond. Um, and then uh, again, talk about how this kind of fueled your passion uh, for preservation of, of of buildings. So my uh, probably the most famous building that we we've restored uh, was the uh, Peterson House across from Ford Theater. So that's the house that um, President oh, okay. Lincoln died in. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so we we restored that. There was a big push right, right, um, maybe 10, 10, 10-ish years ago, uh, to, um, preserve sites that were related to the Civil War because of the, because of the okay. anniversary wow. coming up. So we had several Civil War related projects, but that was probably our most famous. Um, but you know, it's the built, the, the buildings and the built environment. Those are like touchstones to history. And if we don't preserve those, we lose it. So that's, that's really my big, you know, my, the, my reason for wanting to preserve things. Yeah. So, um, you transition. You're, you're, I think your, your parents retired a number of years ago. Yeah. And you and, and your, your husband, Jonathan, um, now have Kepperling Preservation Services. Correct. Um, do you, uh, Preserve buildings in Lancaster County or beyond. Obviously, Ford Theater, I believe, is in right. Washington, D.C. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we do, we say mid Atlantic. Um, yeah. and we do, we do have some projects local, but we do, we do, um, you know, we do, you know, per, we go where the buildings are because that's, sure, yeah, you can't, that, you know, they that's can't the, you. But, but what is nice <laughs> is that we do have a shop so we can, you know, build, you know, res- restore things, you know, make new if we need to yeah. windows and doors or millwork and then, um, actually take it back to the, to the job site to, to install. So we're not, we're not away all the time. So what does that process look like? So, you know, there's a building that needs to be restored. Are you going back and researching, like looking at old pictures, uh, talking to people that have been in the, in the home or building or whatever it is, like, what does that process look like? Yeah, it really depends on the the person's uh, goals. But okay. if they want to restore something back, like um, <clears throat> in Strasburg, um, several years ago, we um, rebuilt the wraparound porch on what was the Iron Horse Inn. I think it's now a, a different use. Okay. Um, and we used postcards from the turn of the century to... Okay. Um, to to replicate that porch because it had been taken off in the fifties, um. So yeah, there are times when we do do when we use um, pictures and photos. Um, we and we do do research and we try to find out because even re- regionally there's some differences, um, um, architecture wise. So you know to to learn how things were done in certain areas is also important. Uh, the the basics and the fundamentals are the same, but there's just a little bit of differences and var- variations. So, you know, that project you were just talking about in Strasburg where you had to tear off something and, and rebuild mm-hmm. the, do you ever like get into a project and start deconstructing and, and taking things apart and like find cool things that have been like hidden over in history or uh, in over time? Yeah. Well, there, there was a, um, uh, in Elizabethtown, there was a, um, a log cabin and nobody knew it was a log cabin. But oh, once oh, we wow. were taking the siding off and then like the whole project stopped and they were like, no, we, the people who own the house were like, we want to restore the logs. We don't want to recover them up. Huh. Um, but that was very common because the yeah. log was like the first building that was built on a site. And then as the people got money or, you know, they, they covered it up because they didn't want to live in a log house. So, you know, it's, okay. it's funny how things become, you know, fashionable again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, w- I would think that would be like, an exciting part of the renov or the, the the job to preserve a building is like what other history does nobody know about, you know, that that's that's part of that building that you're that you're renovating. So um yeah, is there a, like a, a preservation product that sticks out in your or 
project, not product, project that sticks out in your head as being like your favorite or uh, one that you, uh, you know, just was kind of like the, the end prod, uh, the end uh, result was just like leaps and bounds beyond what you thought it might be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I probably, I mean, I think every project probably has its like favorite features because, sure. um, because it's, um, you know, they're, they're all unique and, you know, especially building relationships with our clients and, mm-hmm. and, you know, those, those, those things are important. But I, I think like the, the projects where we get to be a little bit creative, where it's not, I mean, you know, it, it is preservation it is, you know, traditional building, but then we get to, you know, add a little bit of flair to it. I think that those are fun. I, the one that I'm thinking about is a kitchen in old town. Um, and the, um, homeowner and I really got along well and she loved my taste in hardware. So I got to go crazy in the hardware store and I didn't right, have to cool. hear about the bill. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, that, that's interesting. You talk yeah. about the relationships. Um, you know, like with what we do, mattresses, a relationship selling mm-hmm. a mattress might be a few hours, right. might be a few minutes, might be a few days or weeks, but like a relationship with a client that's preserving a building or an old home. You're talking months, maybe even years, right? To to Correct. see a project from beginning to end. Um, that's really cool that you get to build those those relationships. Yeah, it is, it is. And there's a um there's usually a low point uh when like everything's torn apart and like the homeowner's like, you know, is this ever gonna go back together? Like what have I done? Know, yeah, yeah, you have to help help people through that. So, you know, it's a little bit of counseling. But then once yeah. once it's done, you know, people forget that. <laughs> people forget right. that they add that reaction. Right. That's when you get out the initial drawings and the what the finished product yeah. is gonna look like. Don't worry, it'll it'll get here. Yeah, we, get we will get there. We've done this before, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yep. So Danielle, you're the executive director of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. Yes. Um tell us what that is. So um that what uh that what the preservation trust is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we are the only um, countywide organization that um, advocates and educates for historic preservation of architectural resources um, in the county. And we were started in the 1960s um, to help stem the tide of all the urban renewal, all the demolition that was going on. Yeah. So our headquarters is um, at 123 North Prince Street, and it's right beside the parking garage on the corner of Prince and Orange. And they had wanted to tear down our building to build that parking garage. Now the parking garage is like an L around us because the people who started the Preservation Trust got together to save it. Okay, so, you know, that that's that's interesting. So the Preservation Trust got together to stop the... I mean, growth is maybe not the, the right word. Obviously, you know, communities need to grow and, and to thrive. Uh, but there's there's maybe right and wrong ways to do it. And especially when you're talking about these historic buildings, you don't just tear down a row of houses and put up a parking garage. Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're doing. never getting you're never getting those places back. Right. Um and, and especially when you're talking about a, a town. I mean what Lancaster was founded in the seventeen hundreds or, or early seventeen yeah, hundreds. It's, it's um early 1700 1719 yeah. is the number that came no that's that's too early but it's it's maybe it's in the 1720s yeah yeah um, so i mean there's there's buildings that have 300 plus years of history which is right. which is just really cool so the the trust sets out to 
find these situations and and kind of go in between and and mediate? We do we do, do that in some cases where we will, you know, try to appeal to the homeowner, try to appeal to the municipality, try yeah. to get everybody to come up with a solution that's that's positive for everybody involved. Um, we also, you know, help to educate people on why preservation is important. So, and usually once people learn about it, because oftentimes the common reaction is that, you know, they're just telling me what I can do with my own building and it's, you know, pri- the private property right. But that's not our goal. Our goal is just to help people, you know, make good decisions for their building. I got you. I got you. And how did, how did you become involved? So, um, Maybe close to five years ago. So part of what I do at Kepperling Preservation Services is consulting. Um, okay. And so they had asked if I would be a preservation consultant at the trust. I had been a former board member. I had volunteered, you know, I'm active in the preservation community. So there was a, it was, you know, they knew me and um, they asked if I would be the preser- preservation consultant. I did that for a few years. And then um, they asked if I would, you know, extend my role into executive director. So, um, and that was two Augusts ago. So a, oh, wow. a little bit over two years ago. That's great. Um, and it's really a good fit for what we do, what, you know, what I do professionally, both, both places. Uh, and it's a way to make a bigger, bigger impact. You know, we, we do a building, you know, building or two at a time where this is, you know, I can go out and you know, help a municipality make, make decisions that will impact, you know, a whole, a whole area. So when, um, forgive me for not, not knowing how, how it works. So like when you identify a building that's in need of preservation, Mm -hmm. um, is there any funding that comes through the preservation trust, uh, to that project or you help navigate to the company that can, can do that preservation? How does that, how does that work? So usually I will, um, it, the preservation trust as an organization does not provide funding, but we do have resources that we can connect people with depending on the type of project. Hmm. There's not a lot of funding for private, um, private like property owners, but there is funding for businesses and nonprofits. So I can make those connections. Got you. So if you're a nonprofit Mm -hmm. in a historic building, that's in need of some sort of renovation, Mm -hmm. preservation, whatever you can help connect them to funding that would help with that project. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what are, what are some of the biggest, uh, misconceptions or myths about preservation that you've encountered? I have, we had a, um, I guess it was almost two years ago now, or maybe three years ago, we had a, um, an illegal demolition in, um, in a, Mm. in, in the Northern part of Lancaster County. And the municipality actually called us to tell us and ask us what to do. And I'm like, I don't have, you know, we went and had the meeting. We gave them, you know, the suggestions on how to mitigate it, but they thought that we had like enforcement power that we could come in and like make people do things. Right. And and I think a lot of times people think that, and they also think that about um, like the national register, because this property that I was speaking about that was illegally demolished, um, it was on the National Register. And a lot of people think the National Register is also will protect buildings and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, those are, those are probably the two like biggest misconceptions that I run into beyond the people who are just, you know, nervous that if we get involved, we're going to, we're going to 
you know, make things really hard and not allow any progress. And that's not what we do. We want to, we want to try to create, you know, win-win situation. Yeah. So, so obviously you don't need to share details on that particular one, but I'm just curious. So like the, the property owner knew that it was on the national registry and just wanted to do something else with that space, had the building demolished. And then it was like, Oh, wait a minute. Somebody found out that this is. No, so it was, yeah, it was it was a developer from outside of the area. Yeah. And uh they bought the property and they um it was about halfway demolished by the time I got mm. the roof was off, the the second floor was exposed, and um and they, you know, they the town sh- the or the municipality did make them put a stop to it and you know, come up with a, a better plan than what they were doing, uh, rather than everything just going into the landfill. But yeah. that was, um, that was the, the, you know, but they, they looked to us for guidance, which we are happy to, you know, provide, you know, our opinion, but we don't have, you know, it's not like we can come in and we're the, the preservation police. Right. <laughs> so uh, a couple follow up questions to that. Um, what, what's that called again? The National Registry of. Um, yeah, there's a National Registry of Historic Places. Of Historic Places. Yeah. And what does the building need to, be or do to be on that list? Like how does one yeah, determine? There, there, yeah, there are four criteria. So it has to be at least 50 years old. There are a couple exceptions to mm. that, but that's typically, uh, typically at least 50 years old associated with like a person, like a, a historic event or a person. Okay. Um, associated with like a, spe- a specific building type, like, a um, if it's a, a, if it's a good example of like a certain building type or something like, and then, um, the fourth that I don't use very much is related to um, archaeology. Okay. Um, but those those things can get a listing on the National Register. And uh, like in Lancaster County, we do have certain neighborhoods that are like a, an entire historic district. And those mm-hmm. are usually also National Register listed, but they're they're like a whole, it's not an individual building. Gotcha. Um, uh, but though, yeah, oh, but- sorry. I was just going to say that, that, Though that is a great, um, a great certification to have. And it, and no. it, and it does help with some things like with the building code and some other thing, but it does not, um, it doesn't protect the building. So yeah, I guess the property owner can do whatever they want with the property. You're there, um, kind of educating. Like when you find out that, you know, a building is in that state of, Potential renovation or, or renovation demolishment or de- demolishing. Um, you're, you're there to educate the property owner that, Hey, this is why this property is listed on the National Registry of Historic Buildings. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to try to find a, a solution that will. A solution. That- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how many, I mean, maybe you don't know, but, um, how many properties or, Items are on the national registry in Lancaster, maybe city or county. I don't know the answer off the top of my head. I believe um, in Lancaster. I I don't know if she's uh, lost her connection. Uh, She can, she'll pop back in hopefully soon. Um, I I wanted to know, I wanted to know how many buildings were part of the national registry. You know, that's really cool. Like um, you always hear about, you know, farmland preservation and there, there's big efforts, um, uh, in, within the Lancaster community to preserve the farmland. You know, uh, we all know that farmland gets sold for lots of money and gets turned into developments and housing and retail. And, you know, like I said earlier in the program, growth and, you know, um, 
you know, there needs to be a good support system for the people uh, in the county so that, you know, enough retail and, and all of that. But there's such beautiful farmland throughout the county um, uh, that needs to be preserved and the same, same for, for buildings. Um, and you can just tell like driving through Lancaster County um, or uh, Lancaster City, there's uh, beautiful, beautiful buildings that have been redone. And I'm sure there's hundreds more that, that uh, need to be uh, uh, or, or could be uh, renovated to be, um, you know, kind of back to their historical form. So it's cool that a, a an organization like the Historical Preservation Trust of Lancaster exists. And um, uh, we're, you know, thankful as Lancaster County, uh, Lancaster Countyans, uh, that Danielle is so passionate uh, about preserving buildings, both her business and her uh, time spent uh, as the executive director of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster. Um, you know, it's uh, it's cool that things are being preserved, both buildings and farmland. Well, when Danielle, if Danielle is able to come back on, uh, that would be great. Um, let me see. Trying to get her back on here. So uh, if if she's able to come back on, we'll we'll resume uh, our interview there. Um, I'll just do a couple of things uh, here. Um, you know, we talked about uh, the contest. Uh, Lancaster Gift Box is our sponsor here uh, for the month of December. Um, LancasterGiftBox.com is where you can uh, get learn more information about them. Um, but Lancaster Gift Box, they help clients develop thriving business relationships that boost retention and that, uh, and they can help you with custom gifting solutions. Um, you know, that are, that are easy to order. So, uh, you know, again, if you're a business or an organization and have some gifting to do, some corporate gifting, like it to gift box is a great resource there. And like I said, at the top of the program, uh, visit their shop on the 300 block of North Queen Street in downtown Lancaster. They're doing a lot of cool things, uh, in their community in downtown. Um, but you know, last minute gifting, <laughs> shopping for, uh, those hard to buy for people on your Christmas list. Right there. That's, uh, that's where you can do it. Uh, definitely give them a visit, LancasterGiftBox.com and, uh, in their retail store, 317 North Queen Street there. And don't forget, LancasterConnects.com slash contest, uh, is where you can enter to win a taste of Lancaster gift box from Lancaster gift box. Um, all you have to do is subscribe to our email list. You get on the Lancaster Connects email list and stay, uh, connected. No pun intended everything that we do here at Lancaster Connects, um, you'll get advanced listing of, you know, contests, uh, that we run. Um, you'll, uh, you'll hear about our shows before they happen. Um, that sort of thing. If you're on our email list. So, um, so we got that. Uh, thank you, Chris, for bringing that up on the screen. Uh, I wanted to mention, uh, we'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast. There's no, uh, multiple ways that you can do that. Um, all the major podcast players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, search Lancaster Connection, the search bars there in within those programs. Give us a subscribe. Uh, easy to do. Just, you know, click the button. Uh, same thing on YouTube. Uh, both Lancaster Connects and Gardner's Mattress and more YouTube pages. Uh, we're streaming live on there. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast, uh, on, uh, just again, search Lancaster Connects, uh, on YouTube. Same thing with Facebook. We're on the Gardner's Mattress and more. And Lancaster Connects Facebook pages. And, uh, you know, uh, we'd, we'd love to, uh, have your love on those channels as well. Uh, 
This is episode 123, which is crazy. We've got one more episode yet in 2023. And um, again, it's kind of crazy to say that 2024 is right around the corner. We're a few weeks away and we've got a really great show lined up three weeks from now on the 1st of January. Um, oh, in fact, I think I just got a note from our guest. Our guest is getting a different computer. So apparently she's having trouble with the computer she's on. She just called in and uh, hopefully we'll get her back on soon and we can wrap up uh uh, talking with her about the Preservation Trust of Lancaster. I, and, and we got to do the connection cocktail with her. So, uh, it's an opportunity for us to get to know Danielle a little bit better. But, um, thanks for, uh, watching this episode. Thanks for tuning in. I see, uh, Acorn Acres, uh, you know, um, fan, super fan of, of Lancaster Connects. Um, you know, I know that they've made a bunch of connections watching the show and that's what we're all about. You know, highlight, like I said at the beginning, great people doing great things in Lancaster County, whether that's small business uh, or an organization or a nonprofit or charitable organization. Uh, we've kind of got a blend of that with today's guest being both a uh, business owner um, who does preservation of buildings and and uh, being executive director of the uh, Preservation Trust of Lancaster. Um, but yeah, making connections is, is what it's all about. So uh, thank you to those of you who tune in, um, whether that's live on Mondays at two o'clock, uh, every Monday, uh, the only Mondays typically we're not live or holidays. So, uh, we are taking a break. The, uh, uh, I think Christmas, Christmas is a Monday. <laughs> no, no show that day. Um, and some other holidays we, we, we don't broadcast, but, uh, if you miss an episode, you can watch it on LancasterConnects.com. Uh, just search that up in your browser. And uh, at the top of the page, you'll see an episodes button. You can click that. You'll see all 122 past episodes on there. And um, you know, on the homepage, you'll see a future episode coming up. Usually we post that a, a number of days before. So you can see who's coming up on the, the next show. And um, you know, there's the episode page there. Chris has that up there. And there's a number of other links at the top of the page on Lancaster Connects uh, to the contest. Um, you know, we had Brett Michaels, uh, on the show or for a hundredth episode back in June. That was pretty cool. Um, if you think you'd like to be on the podcast, um, if you are, uh, again, a great person doing great things in Lancaster, uh, or you have a business or a nonprofit you'd like to give a shout out to or highlight, uh, on the show, we'd love to have you on. Um, at the top of the page, you'll see, uh, be a guest as an option. Just click that, fill out a, a quick form and we'll have you on. Um, and of course, if you'd like to uh, learn more about Gardner's Mattress some more or what Jeff and I do here at Gardner's, um, there's a link to that as well. Of course, you can just search up Gardner's Mattress some more uh, in your search bar in your browser and and uh, learn more about us there. Um, I do have a sleep better tip, uh, sleep better book. We wrote the book, um, helpful sleep tips and information. Uh, this goes beyond mattresses. Obviously, a new mattress can improve your sleep or the right mattress can improve your sleep. But there's a lot of things you can do to your sleep uh, or your sleep environment or your sleep routine that will positively impact your sleep. Uh, so one of the things I'm going to read here is about um, increased risk of suppressed immune function. And that, of course, would be due to lack of sleep. So our immune system is part of uh, our first line of defense and critically essential for survival. It's our built-in guardian protecting us from harmful patho 
pathogens like bacteria, fungi, viruses, parasites, and damaging substances that harm and damage our body. Uh, poor sleep can seriously compromise our immune system to the point of allowing serious pathogens and or substances to do damage to our body. Instead of being knocked out by our defense systems, the pathogens can potentially slip by and begin to take up residence, which can lead to some very serious illnesses and diseases. So we all know that sleep is important. Uh, but a lot of times when you consider sleep, you're only thinking about it in the present. You know, um, you know, you're either looking forward to going to sleep because you had a long day or you're, um, you know, waking up in the morning and either you feel rested or you don't rested. You know, those are the thought processes we generally go through about sleep. You know, when you're going to go to bed and you know, you have to get up in the morning and whether that's go to school or get the kids ready or, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing that, that particular day, um, how you wake up affects the rest of your day. But that, that again is only like the present. Uh, this is really speaking to, Poor sleep accumulated over time really can have a negative effect on your body and the things that can happen to your body. So, um, conversely, good sleep helps to prevent those things. So this book helps uh, a lot of good, helpful sleep tips and information. We wrote it. We can give you a free copy. All you got to do is go to gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better or just go to gardenersmattressandmore.com. You'll see, you know, scroll down. Uh, you'll see it right there in the middle of the page. Uh, enter your name and address and we'll mail you your very own copy of the book for free. The helpful sleep tips and information so you can sleep better as the book says. Testimonial time. I, I think Danielle is, is coming back on. So we uh, hope we can wrap up the interview with her. Uh, but we had an interview come in a few weeks ago from a customer of ours named Terry and Terry. Did some research about gardeners before going to buy a new mattress. I was not disappointed with my experience. The salesman was friendly, knowledgeable, and I didn't feel any pressure. I highly recommend gardeners to anyone looking to invest in a new mattress. Thank you so much. Um, so I try to share testimonials or reviews that have, um, always have it like a different twist to them. And, you know, the thing I thought was interesting about this one is nowadays it, as a consumer, we do research. You know, you research by either by reading reviews, uh, talking to people, um, going online. I mean, you can, if you're going to do business with anybody, you can learn as much as you want. You can literally spend an entire day researching about a business and you can learn everything. I mean, you contrast that with, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. If you were shopping for a mattress, yeah, maybe you would talk to people, but you couldn't find anything out. Like there were no websites. Maybe you'd learn about somebody in a, in a, in an advertisement and you'd see, you know, like a mattress ad. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to go there. So like nowadays, you know, your online reputation as a business is so important. And we're so thankful that we've got great customers and great staff that, um, uh, that allow customers to leave great reviews so that future customers and people interested in waking up happy every morning have the opportunity to learn what their experience might look like here at Gardeners. And of course, then we have to follow through as a business. We have to make sure that our experience that we provide uh, to every single customer, like Jeff likes to say, you know, we're re-earning that uh, favorite mattress store moniker that we've earned, you know, from our customers for the last four years. We're re-earning that every time we open the door at 10 a.m. every morning, every day, we're, we're, we have to re-earn that. So, um, you know, so that I, I thought that was really cool. Like they did research on gardeners. 
They knew they needed a mattress. Obviously, they found us. You know how they found us? I, I don't know, um, but they found us and they did research on us. So you know they came and then they were had an expectation of what that uh, service was going to be, and our guys delivered. So um, thank you to our guys here, Drew, Chad, and Phil. They do a fantastic job um, with our customers, and you know we've got you know we're blessed with some great customers that leave some great reviews and say some some really nice things about about our business. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. You know, like these days, somebody can learn everything they want, you know, as much as they want to know about your business, they can know about it before they step foot in your door. And, um, you know, it's different now than it was uh, even even just 10 years ago. So um, hopefully Danielle is working her way back on. We, we've got maybe 15 or so minutes. We can, we can kind of wrap up about the historic press, preservation trust of Lancaster. Um, and of course, her own uh, business, Kepperling Preservation Services. Um, and then we've got our connection cocktail. We can, we can kind of wrap up with, um, you know, just a few things, uh, we can talk about before, uh, in, until she, she, uh, can come back on here. Um, you know, obviously end of the year is happening now. Um, you know, we got like three weeks left of the year. Um, we've got at Gardner's, you know, we have, Sometimes sensitive sale events, you know, the, the joke in the industry is like, is there ever a time when mattresses aren't on sale? <laughs> right. Um, but you know, people that know us know we don't play games with our mattresses. We're not like most stores that mark up a bed 50, you know, or, or, or double and say it's 50% off, uh, every day. Like that's not, we don't play those, those games with our customers. But you know, from time to time, we do have some time sensitive promotions put forth by our vendors. Like for example, Tempurpedic. Every once in a while, you know, maybe Labor Day, President's Day, they might have a savings event of, you know, I can say two hundred or three hundred dollars, and that's savings that we can pass along from the vendor directly to our customers. Um, of course, we have our double deals here at Gardeners, which is uh, our way of putting together uh, the package of products that work best for your needs and financial situation. So, for example. Um, you know, we can offer interest-free financing. Uh, we can offer interest-free financing every day of the year, but we also have some times where we can offer some long-term, even longer-term interest-free fi- financing. So some people really appreciate that. Um, some people are investing in an adjustable bed. Some people are, you know, don't want that, but maybe they need a box spring. Maybe they don't need a box spring. Um, maybe they need a bed frame and mattress protector and pillows. So we have ways that we can structure a deal, um, a deal, uh, for your mattress investment. And we call that double deal. So that's one way that we can help here at Gardeners. We always have that going on. Uh, but we do have, uh, Jeff and I are heading to the world furniture market in Las Vegas at the end of January. And there, uh, there's hundreds, hundreds of vendors. I mean, you think you have a lot of choices of where you can buy a mattress in Lancaster County? Uh, there's a lot. Um, we have double and triple, the quadruple that. Of vendors that we could possibly buy from, uh, in the world. Uh, so we will be looking at some new products, um, bringing, potentially bringing in some, some new brands. Um, you know, we don't change over stuff real often here. Uh, we, we, uh, really curate our products to try to have the best of the best, uh, that we can that, that are both, you know, great products, great materials inside the beds, but, uh, really a great value to our consumers. And we always, Try to have products that are unique and you're not going to see anywhere else. And, and really a good, probably two thirds of the showroom 
uh, have beds that you're not going to find anywhere else in the county. Two of them being right here behind me. I, I can't point the right direction, but um, you know, like those beds, you're not going to find those on any showroom floor in Lancaster County. And and I would say two thirds of or so of the mattresses here at Gardner's Mattress and More uh, are unique beds. Uh, so we're always on the lookout for for new technology. Uh, things are changing and improving all the time. So that's what Jeff and I will be doing at the end of January. In preparation for that, we need to clear out some existing floor models. So from time to time, obviously people are going to lay down on beds. They're not going to be, uh, they're not going to stay clean. <laughs> it's just what happens to floor model bed. So, you know, every year or two, we're, we're, re, uh, refreshing our, our showroom models. So that might mean, you know, blowing out. Let's say if this model here behind us, uh, we weren't going to carry anymore or it just needed a refresh, we would blow it out sometimes 30, 35, 50% off, uh, of the normal everyday low sale price. Um, we would, we would blow it out, uh, because it's a floor model and may, might not be in perfect shape. So we do have probably about 10 or so beds, uh, in our showroom of about 70 or so beds. Um, you know, so a good chunk of the showroom. Uh, there's some really, really good deals, um, uh, closeout deals to take the floor model, get it out of here. Uh, so great sleep on a great bed at a nice discounted price. So, um, that would be, that would be a way to save some money, uh, and, and get a great night's sleep. So we, we've got those beds and those are, you know, kind of one of a kind when, when they sell, they're gone. So, uh, um, for example, I know right now we've got a Tempur-Pedic mattress, um, uh, right in the front of the showroom. Uh, that normally is probably four plus grand. Um, I don't, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I think we've got it on sale for $1,500. It's like super, super, super deal. Um, again, we're, we're, it's a model that's, uh, been refreshed. It's, it's, uh, not, uh, not part of the regular lineup anymore. And, and, uh, we need to, we need to get rid of it. So, um, some, some really, really great deals at a year end deals here. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for commenting there. Um, the Acorn Acres, of course, if you're not connecting the dots, uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, in the intro, uh, Acorn Acres is the, uh, is the, the woodchuck, the groundhog, the whistle pig. <laughs> There's any number of ways to, to, to call a groundhog. I, I only knew it as groundhog until we had Acorn Acres on the show. Um, I don't know if that was a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Time flies. Um, but we actually had the, the groundhog on who was on the Super Bowl commercial with Bill Murray, uh, two plus years ago. So, um, there, there they are. There's their website, website, um, acorn acres there, uh, saving the squirrels and the groundhogs and the whistle pigs. There they are. It's so, so cool. Um, I, I know, uh, I know Poppy is, is no longer with us. So that's sad, but I think. Poppy has, I don't know, I don't remember if it was a brother or a friend. Um, there's, there's a, there's a new Poppy in town, I guess you could say. So, um, but yeah, Poppy is the one from the intro. So that always, that always makes me smile seeing Poppy there. And Poppy actually made a visit to Gardner's one time. I don't, we, Jeff and I weren't here, but, but the guys got to meet a brother. There it is. Brother Elliot. Um, uh, Betsy just commented there. So there we go. All right. Well, we are, don't know if, if Danielle is going to be able to come on here or not. Um, 
I do want to say, we just actually, while I'm sitting here, my phone buzzed. I looked over. We got a review just now while I'm sitting here on Google. Um, and I believe this gentleman was in this morning. I saw a ticket for two pillows. And usually what that means, I mean, we get people coming in and buying, you know, a pillow and sheets and mattress protectors, um, you know, often because obviously those are items that we sell that are essential to the sleep experience. So, um, you need a mattress, you need sheets, you need a pillow, you need a mattress protector. Um, but often a couple pillow purchase before Christmas, like a week or two before Christmas, those are usually gifts. Um, so, uh, Noah just, you know, simple, simple review came here on Google, says 12 minutes ago, went and looking for a pillow and they were very helpful, helpful. So, uh, thank you, Noah. And, um, I'm, I don't work with them. I'm not sure specifically, but my guess is at least one of those pillows was, uh, for a family member for Christmas. So we see that often. Um, pillows and sheets make great gifts. Actually, you know what? Uh, we also have gift cards, uh, gift cards to Gardner's Mattress some more. Uh, any denomination from $50 on up, uh, we can do. Um, you can purchase them on our website. Uh, we have a gift card page. Uh, you can also come in and purchase a gift card. So, you know, gift card would be great. Like, obviously we have a bunch of pillows and a bunch of sheets and colors and stuff like that. So maybe you don't want to make the wrong purchase for a Christmas gift, but you want to get a family member a pillow or a set of sheets or we've had, you know, Let's say grandparents want to buy their granddaughter or grandson a mattress and they want to put $500 towards it. Um, well, obviously they, they're, they themselves aren't going to come shop for a mattress, but they want to provide the, the money for the mattress. So a gift card makes a great Christmas gift and we can do that here at Gardner's. We have a uh, nice plastic, you know, normal gift cards, actually, you know, normal gift cards, something you could put in a nice envelope and, uh, and give it out as a Christmas gift. So. You know, we can do that here. If you have any questions about gift cards or want that link, uh, we can send it to you. Just just reach out to us. Well, unfortunately, I think, I don't know that we're going to be able to get Danielle back on. Um, and we're kind of coming up towards the the top of the hour here. So um, maybe we can have Danielle on the show again. Um, there were other things that uh, I, I wanted to talk about related to the Head Historic Preservation Trust. Um and, uh, and of course, also talk a little bit about how people can get involved. Um, you know, which is really something we like to, to try to do here with Lancaster Connects. One of the reasons we named the show Lancaster Connects is how can we connect the community to organizations? So whether that's an organization that needs help with, uh, volunteering and donations, uh, and, and helping with their events. Um, you know, Chris has their website up there. You know, you see a number of uh, different things there. Get involved. Look, look at all the options there. Six or seven different options. How you can support, how you can volunteer. Uh, looks like some great volunteer opportunities there. And all you have to do is fill out that form and they can direct you to how they're, uh, how you can help them. Um, obviously, uh, donate. Um, you can be a sponsor. Um, you can be a member of the trust. So, uh, organizations just don't pop out of the woodwork and are able to do the things they do just like this. You know, they need money. They need funding. They need volunteers. They need help. Um, and obviously, you know, Danielle being executive director, they need people to be on the board. Uh, people that have a passion, the same kind of passion that Danielle has for preserving, uh, businesses or 
preserving buildings in, in Lancaster County. So there's a world of opportunity. Uh, every organization, especially nonprofits and charitable organizations, uh, need, need our help. And, um, it is one of the reasons why we started Lancaster Connects. Um, you know, sometimes people ask us like, you know, why does the mattress store have a podcast? Well, if you watch, it's not about mattresses. Yeah. I mean, I talked about the sleep better book. I talked about mattresses very, very briefly. Um, most of that is because, you know, Gardner's mattress and more helps produce the show and, uh, and we got to, got to pay the bills. Right. But this show was really about connecting the community to each other. And, and whether that's businesses to each other, as Acorn Acres has mentioned in, in the past, they've been connected to businesses that they had, uh, hadn't known before seeing them on, on Lancaster Connects, uh, or obviously connecting the community to organ- great organizations. We hear it, uh, really all the time. People email us, people mention it in the comments, um, that they never knew that this or that existed. So. It is really cool to be able to to connect the community like that. So hopefully we can bring Danielle back on. Um, I'm sorry she wasn't able to to reconnect and and have her back on here, but we do we do have a stop here at at the top of the hour. So uh, Danielle, if you're if you're still watching, we'd love to have you back on, and we can find another time uh, for you for you to be on so we can learn more about the the preservation trust and the cool things that you're you're doing there. Um, well. I think that's the show. Uh, if you want to see this and past episodes, go to LancasterConnects.com. Remember to enter our contest, LancasterConnects.com slash contest. Um, enter the contest. All you got to do is name and email, subscribe to the pod, subscribe to our email list. And there's other ways that you can enter as well. And uh, again, thanks to our December sponsor of Lancaster Connects, um, Lancaster Gift Box. If you need some last minute gift ideas, visit their shop on the 300 block of uh, uh, Queen Street, North Queen Street, and, uh, you know, find some great gifts to give to some hard-to-buy-for people on your list. So again, thank you to Lancaster Gift Box for donating that gift and uh, being our sponsor in December. I think that's the show. We've got one more episode here in 2023. Got a great guest next week. Who is it? You're going to have to watch and find out. Till the next connection. Connection.